Hey folks, welcome to episode 98 of Biomast. This is going to be a uh, kind of uh, quick and painless sort of show tonight. Uh, since it's Easter Sunday, we've got uh, a lot of folks out doing some things, but we've got some of the usual usual crew here tonight. We just want to hit on a little bit of the highlights with uh, some of the, the things we've been doing here recently with some of the games uh, that we're getting into and uh, putting some reviews out on. Additionally, uh, GDC did wrap up here recently and we had just a a couple quick things that we wanted to talk about. There's probably a lot more that we could go into with uh, with GDC. Uh, that was a uh, always a, a big insider kind of show during the year that a lot of interesting news and reveals come out of. Uh, but we didn't want to go too heavy on things tonight, so we're going to keep it uh, pretty light and kind of just chat a little bit about some of our gaming that we've done here recently. And I think we're going to we're going to call that good for the evening. So without further ado, let's knock out some introductions. Uh, Bate, you're up first. Hey, everybody. My name is Bate, and I did not see Batman v Superman this weekend. I did, however, see Clerks, like right after the podcast. Well well done. Uh, I I also did not see Batman v Superman, although my Fandango, Fandango tickets are for tomorrow. I'm the um, only person here who did their homework this week. This is absolutely true. The only person who did their homework. I saw Batman v Superman, and it was... Predictably mediocre. Go in with low expectations. <laughs> All right. I was confused uh, day one because uh, I saw that Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 31% and IMDb had it at a 9.4. Well, that's why, honestly, that's why you shouldn't look at those things. You, you really, <laughs> like, in all fairness, like, the best advice I can give anybody about a movie is, like, go see it yourself. If you're at all interested in it, go see it yourself and make your own judgment about it and, uh, you know, let it kind of roll where it is. So, but before we go too far astray, uh, Zell, intro? Um, I'm sorry, Zell. I am, you know, be found in Black Desert on the server Orwin, um, and uh, occasionally I play other things. <laughs> all right, and I'm uh, Jason, and I'm one of your co-hosts here. And I am also one of the the, uh, the travelers here on the uh, on the group, so I'm I'm in and out quite a bit here recently, uh, but I'll be back for a little bit for for the moment anyway. So uh, we'll just kind of dive right into that. Net, like Zell is the only person that saw uh, Batman versus Superman. I'm not sure if Pokey has or not. He's one of our other uh, primary co-hosts. He has not seen it yet. I'm the only person of our of our crew here who actually did their job. Okay, well, so all right, so then I don't necessarily feel bad about that. Uh, but by next week, I assume that we will probably have all have seen it. We'll probably be able to go into a full spoilers, spoilers and all discussion about it if we wish. I will say this though, Zell, you, I think you're, uh, you are correct in that you have to go in with a very clear understanding with the movie. I, I've had enough people talk to me about it. Um, and it's very hard not to see it on the internet. For some reason, this one was very, people were very protective on the interwebs about Star Wars and spoiling stuff, whereas this movie, not so much. <laughs> um, you definitely need to kind of go in with a, a very open mind in terms of it, it may not be great, but it's probably not going to be bad either. And, and from what I understand, at least from what I understand, well, I've, I've had several uh, buddies that have seen it tell me. There are a lot of great elements in this. There's a lot of good actors. There's a lot of good-looking stuff. There's a lot of good ideas. There's a lot of good pieces. They're just not put together real well. <laughs> uh, that was the general feeling. That and there's some some really uh, you could call it flawed or you could call it interesting, depending on how you want to describe it. But there's character choices that they make in the movie that are 
that will cause some some divisiveness. I, I suspect. I yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my problem is I think that I think that the all, almost all the main characters I think had a completely unbelievable characterization. I can I can kind of I can kind of believe that. I mean, I, I I'm going to assume that Henry Cavill continues to uh, be the same Superman that he was in Man of Steel, and I was relatively okay with that. That's definitely a, a much more grim, serious movie, and it's very clear they've taken this one over, but. I think I think the biggest beef that I have is going to be the Lex Luthor and the uh, the Batman characterization. I don't mind the I don't mind like Batman as like as the uh, Affleck Affleck as Batman. That's not the problem. It's the writing. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. In in fact, uh, most people have said uh, everybody I've talked to like uniformly, like I've not heard a bad thing about uh, Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne or Batman. In fact, they said that was one of the better parts of the movie. They also mostly mentioned that the writing and the, and the character choices for Batman were the ones that were some of the more sketchy, though. Yes. Okay. Well, but we, we won't go too far down the Batman versus Superman role, uh, because like I said, there's, uh, we'll wait for Pokey to get back and that we will have all actually officially seen the movie, and we could probably go into a little bit more detail about it. Uh, so it should be it should be pretty entertaining here the next show as we uh, as we throw down on that one I, and actually I'd be very interested to hear uh, Snorri's uh, take on this as soon as he sees it because I know he was quite interested in, in it at one oh, point. Oh yeah, he's more optimistic than I was. Oh, that's right. Well, I was I, I was probably more optimistic than you too, and it's um, it, it is shaping up to to kind of work. I think meet both of us in the middle is probably not going to be as uh, well put together as I had hoped it hoped it would be, but it's probably got a lot of good elements. And it is very clear, very clear that D- DC slash Warner Brothers is not backing off of, this is the thing that's laying the groundwork for a whole bunch of movies in the future either. Oh no, they, they do the whole Justice League cameo bit in there. Yeah, I kind of figured that. So um, without further ado, what I'd like to do is kind of tee up a couple things real quick. Um, Bate picked up a couple games that he's been working over. Uh, Pokey and I have been talking about The Division quite frequently here in the last couple couple weeks. Uh, by, by frequently, since we've had two shows, two shows in two weeks, that means that we've talked about it both times we've had a show. And, uh, and he did pick it up, so we just wanted to get kind of a third-person, you know, quickie interpretation of it. And I think he's also got Halo 5. Is that right, Bate? Yes. So, why don't you take it away for a minute and kind of give us your initial thoughts of those two games. Okay, so we'll start with the Division, because I'm having more fun with that, honestly. Um, I love the game. Um, I thought it was going to be a bunch of people, you know, running around, kind of like an MMO. Um, but it's not. I didn't realize I would be segregated, I guess, from everybody else. Um, unless I went into the, uh, the safe houses, I think they're called. So I actually do like that. Um, I don't really like playing with other people in, in that kind of game, but having the option there is nice. I don't think I'll ever use it, but like I said, that it, it is nice. Um, the crafting system is wonderful. Um, I'm finding myself just walking around uh, New York looking for stuff just to loot. Um, there's so many quests. Um, so yeah, loving the game. Um, doing the side quest uh, more than the, the main story uh, at this point, but uh, highly recommend it. And then as for Halo, I'm 
terrible at Halo. <laughs> I've only dug into the multiplayer um, so far, but um, it's interesting. It's really overwhelming, um, especially if you've played like past Halo games. Um, I think the last Halo game I played was uh, Reach, so this is completely different. When you say overwhelming, is it from a story perspective or how the um, game is set up? It, it, it's the the way that the game is set up, I think, and the controls. Like they've added some new controls um, and new, um, I guess, abilities that weren't there in previous games, and it's it's just confusing on you know how to use them or whatever. Okay, so just kind of a learning curve on the new game, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Okay. All right. Well, and. I am, uh, you know, certainly not a Halo hater. I, I played the original Halo, and and it was a really phenomenal game experience uh, when it came out, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I've actually kind of enjoyed some of the, um, like the fluff article, you know, like the 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 novel fiction that that's come out for it, mm-hmm. which some of them are written very well. Uh, those are those are pretty good. So I'm kind of up on the you know, like the world of Halo and all the things going on. I've seen some of the, uh, like the little short movies that they've made about it, which a couple of them were actually quite good, by the way. Uh, so I, I take it this is very much pretty deep into the Halo storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things I was always kind of worried, worried about a little bit with Halo was trying to just follow what was going on. Cause I like actually the story of games, uh, almost as much as like the shooty shooty part. So, so does that seem like you could pick this game up if you didn't know that much about Halo and be okay? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't actually touched the story at all. I was going to do that tomorrow. Um, from what I know, maybe, but okay. other than that, I have no idea. Okay. No, 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 no problem. But, uh, I would be kind of interested to hear you guys or hear your thoughts on kind of the little bit more in depth, you know, gauge on how Halo mm-hmm. is, uh, just because yeah. I know they've had some up and downs in the in the uh, series. Right, right. Okay. Um, so I, I, it's kind of cool that you're digging the digging the division. It's interesting. Most the comment most people uh, pitch when I ask them about the division is, it's not exactly what they thought it was going to be. That's usually one of the first things that they say, mm-hmm. and they said then it's followed up. Well, it's not bad, but or it's different, but you know, there's always, yeah, it's in this, it's kind of a weird space, you know, in terms of uh, how the game shakes out. Uh, how are you finding like the combat system and the mechanics? Are they, you know, are you liking them? Oh, yeah, I love them. Compl- I, yeah, I love them. Uh, Nothing I, different than what I've played before. Um, the, I guess the best that I could equate it to is like, you know, Uncharted or um, Gears of War on the Xbox. Um, obviously with, you know, slight variations, but it's, it's, it's a cover shooter and and the formula doesn't change that much. And I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I, and generally I think it's a pretty good looking game. I just, I'm still, I'm still kind of getting used to the whole bullet sponge thing. That's not really, not really a big fan of that, but you know, kind of is what it is. What are you on about? What's up? I said, what, um, what, sorry, hold on. What do you mean? So, uh, dude running up in a like with a, a raincoat and an axe takes oh. half a clip of a of a submachine gun to kill him. Yeah, that, that's and that's what Pokey and I were talking kind about last. You know, kind of like last week, a Ubisoft Tom Clancy game. Usually, the combat is much more uh, 
quick and decisive, like two or three rounds puts a guy down hard, right. you know, mine is hitting him in the armor or whatever. Um, but that's certainly not how it works, <laughs> how, the, how this game works. I mean, apparently a, you know, a North face, you know, soft shell jacket is the equivalent of tungsten steel armor in this game. You didn't know that? I thought the army had already rolled out that armor. No, not so much. <laughs> but other other than I, I am getting much much more used to it. But it uh, it is pretty it, it's pretty rough. Like I uh, I was doing one of the missions, and one of the and they do level it based on who's in your party. So I did a quick matchmaking today, like a couple hours ago, in fact, and did the little quick matchmaker. And it was me. I was like a level. I'm like a level 12 or 13 guy. And there's another level 13 guy that jumped in uh, for this mission we were going to do. The, the third guy that got in was level 29. So the level scaled to him. Nice. And we we couldn't lay a glove on any of these guys. This dude was basically having to, having to carry us through half the mission. Because wow. I, I was like literally dumping an entire clip of you know, SMG or rifle into a, into a, a, a random goon bad guy and it, it would not put him down. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, that was definitely frustrating. Yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind. Should I ever try to do the matchmaking? And generally it works pretty well, by the way, it, it it's not bad. I would not do the quick matchmaking, do like mm-hmm. the regular one. Um, and it'll, I think it's a little bit more precise, but it's, for all that, it, it's still I'm still enjoying it quite a bit. It's pretty fun to just explore around and do stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I will say this though, it, it is and Pokey kind of warned me about this. You will start to run out of PVE content, not rapidly, but you know, pretty you know, mm-hmm. with some quickness because it it looks like there's a lot to do on the map when you first open it up. Yes. There's a lot of exploration to do and stuff, but you'll you'll eat through the side missions and then story missions really quick. Okay. And then that that really drives you into the dark zone to do the, you know, the pseudo PvP. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the big beef that I, I've seen on the Ubisoft forums right now is the um, they you know here in short order they're going to need to release like they have got DLCs like pre pre planned DLCs right yeah out. they they've got to have some fairly significant um, you know, environmental or, you know, kind of PVE type things, mm. content things coming out pretty quick. Plus it's not that, it's not that hard to get level 30 and that's the cap right now is level 30 and you can get to that, you know, relatively quickly. Right. I think I've had it for like a day or so and I'm a level like seven or something. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm that's, that's probably about, if you, if you, through. if you were like off of work for a week, by the end of the week, there's you're absolutely level thirty. Oh you're, yeah, you're maxing out m- pretty much most of the game at that point. Okay, so well, that's that's pretty good stuff, man. I'll be it'll be kind of interesting to hear hear all we, hear how we all kind of progress with that game at some point. Um, now we do have something else going on. Zell kind of previewed a game for us, maybe a little over a month ago, maybe if not more than that, that he had kind of gotten into. And he's still been kind of duking it out. It's a uh, it's kind of a large, larger scale fantasy game, and things called Black Desert. And I asked him if he would kind of give us an update, and he has still been playing it, you know, pretty pretty uh, consistently, I think. Right, Zell? Yeah. So um, it's kind of my game of choice at the moment. Um, I'm level 28 at it. I th- on it. I think the cap is 60 um, right now. I know there's. Um, 
there's actually so one of the things is this is a this is a Korean MMO actually, and um, the the English North American slash European version is actually um, effectively ported by a second company to um, to bring it to our market. So we actually are behind the Korean version. So the Korean version already has like I think it's been out for two years and it has some expansions already and some major content packs. Um, and I think what they do is they try and keep like the balance changes are kind of kept up with current, but we're behind them on the, the expansion cycle. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. The, the, one of the big things for me is um, when you're kind of grinding through things, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot more interesting. You can actually get yourself overwhelmed, even if you are say um, if, if you are higher level than where you're, you know, where you're fighting. Um, and a big part of that is that um I've noticed you take an unholy amount of damage from the back, so you deal with a lot of swarms of things, and if you get swarmed and you kind of lose control of it, they can actually... Things that are otherwise not a problem for you can can definitely kill you. Um, and I had going... Um, actually, this this past weekend, I had a friend of mine were playing, and we found this spot where things were spawning like fast enough that we could clear an entire area, and before we could pick up our loot... We were getting like deluged under swarms of things again. Um, it was just a lot of fun, and it, the, they treated a little bit more like a um, how would you say? There's a it's almost like a fighting game in terms of how they've put the moves. You can still like a traditional RPG. You can put you know you can bind spells and abilities to your one through through ten keys. Sure. Um, but almost every ability that you have has a keyboard combo of you know like S and F or E or Shift something and. Um, so you end up playing mostly with those, actually, and it's it's feels much faster paced in that regard. Um, there, there's no, you know, sitting back and just pressing the same button over and over again to it. Um, it's a lot more fun to play. So, would you say the pace is? I mean, it's a, it's real time, right? It's not it's yeah. not like strategy speed. Yeah, no, this is this is a real time game, and um, it's uh, it's actually they get they got a they're well, what's really annoying is their their actual time in the game their clock is uh not the same i think they go through a day in like eight hours or something like that hmm. okay. um so you cannot like like right now it says that it's twelve thirty nine p.m um on the server that i'm on um and it it moves at a different time scale because you there are different things that happen at night and at, at daytime hours um for example all of the creatures get to be more more powerful and provide greater xp during nighttime periods and stuff like that um and there was actually there was a quest i was doing that um i the quest giver just wasn't there and i was mystified and it was it, i had to wait until a specific time of day when they were in there it, the, when they were there ah it's one of those okay <laughs> so they do they do stuff like that sometimes um some of those mechanics are a little bit more um i, I i'm kind of unfamiliar with them in the mmo space um so it's a bit odd sometimes coming across those things um, you can, you, you have a lot more freedom of movement in this game than a traditional MMO as well. So, uh, how um, so? is it like the actual movement system you're talking about or just, um, I can climb up on a lot more things than okay. I would normally be able to. And, um, you, you, you have a lot of, um, kind of like I, with this character, I have a lot of jumps and stuff I can do that can get me up into areas that, you know, with most MMOs, they wouldn't encourage people to go. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty. I mean, that's kind of interesting, actually. Uh, so, the, you had mentioned that this was definitely a high fantasy style um, game, and I've I've messed around with a few Korean RPGs back in back in the day, and they are 
a unique flavor in an um, I'm sorry, my dog is over here. Absolutely annoying me. Um, but they have a unique flavor that's even different from even Japanese RPGs. <laughs> my dog is l- literally about to eat my leg off. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so are you, have you ever played these kind of games before, like either JRPGs or the Korean RPGs before? I have not, actually. So what would you say is kind of one of the, if somebody were to pick this up uh, that had never played that style of game before, what are the things that you would kind of tell them that they might want to be on the lookout for? Or, hey, this is not like your, like your, your mama's Warcraft kind of thing. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say that there's specific like because I've only this is my first game that's a Korean game. It's hard for me to say. Well, Korean games are like this because I don't know what <laughs> is just different for them and what is again you know kind of sure. common for that. Um, but I mean the the thing that's really keeps throwing me is um uh the the limitations on stuff because I'm a I'm the sort of person who just accumulates crud in video games and stacks it up and. Um, I, I've always had bag space issues in, in almost every game I've played. Um, it's this is that's what's really killing me in this game is I'm always fighting with my bags. Um, everything has weight in this game, and there is a weight limit for your movement. That includes money. You literally really? you have to deposit your money at a city so that, that is, it doesn't weigh that you is down. Unusual. <laughs> um, yeah, ev- like everything you could carry has money, and so and when you deposit at a bank. Um, Banks are location specific, which is another thing you almost never see in uh, an MMO made in the U.S. Is that you generally your your banks are kind of magically universal across cities, um, and they're not here. Each each bank has its own storage, and its storage space in those banks can be expanded independently based on the you know in that city. Wow. Um, your money is kept in spe- in the bank in a specific city, you know. Um, and there's uh, there's a lot of involved. There's actually a whole kind of mini game, like kind of profession behavior to trading, because you can buy stuff at a rate in one city and sell it in another city. Um, and there's certain types of of goods that are good for hauling for trade value, and those and oh, there are like bandits that can be roving along some of the paths between those cities. Um, so that's that's an like actual movement of stuff between cities is like a major part of this game. Um, there's they they definitely went to kind of the the uh, neurotic realism on some of that. Um, the other thing that they really went and developed much more of a system to that I'm used to is uh, your horse. Your horses are like a whole thing unto themselves. Um, they have gear. They have like five different gear slots for your horses, um, and your horses have their own stats, their own skills. There's a whole set of different skills for horses. You can actually do combat on mounts in this game, um, and Different horses will have, you know, will learn different abilities, and um, they there's a there's actually a tier system to your horses. You can breed the horses together to make better horses. That um, is that's a that's a incredibly deep thing to get into. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I've come ac- I come across so many parts of this game, and I'm still you know only halfway through the the leveling scale, and I've come across so many different side mechanics to this game that I haven't even touched on. And I haven't even tried. I haven't tried capturing a wild horse. I got a horse through the bundle that I got when I bought the game um, as the pre-order. And I've been using that horse. And I haven't really gone into any of the detail of, of the rest of that system. But there's there's quite a bit to it. Um, there's some weird there's some weird like item assembly tricks where you actually have to like... 
it was something like you have to rebuild a key from fragments of a key. You actually have to put them in your bags in slot in an arrangement that looks like a key to create it. So like they actually use like placement of things in the bag slots to do things sometimes. It's just kind of weird how they do some of this stuff. Um, what on earth? <laughs> that seems overly complicated. It's a very complicated game. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking to, I mean, I'm sitting here chuckling about this in my head is we're, you know, I'm sitting there going, geez, man, that sounds like a lot of incredible, like, small, ridiculous detail that, like, like would I even mess around with that? You're talking to, like, most of it, like, I bet you play it, too. Like, we've all played EVE Online for, I mean, that's actually one of the things yeah, that's kind of brought Online, together. I can, yeah, Holy and, crap. <laughs> and EVE Online is definitely one of those games where your stuff in, in stations is, you know, specific to that station and has, they have a lot of those trading mechanics. Um, I would say, actually, the Black Desert has a lot that is much more similar to Eve than a lot of other games I've played. Um, you know, uh, particularly with regards to, you know, the, the market has, you know, kind of a rate and flow to it and um, the, the trading system, um, okay. the waste, there's a way, there's a lot of that, that, that does feel um, kind of Eve like, um, but uh, you know, it's good. It's interesting. There's um, one of the things that I've also been having fun with is um, I guess, I guess you don't really, they don't just keep giving you, like, here's the next level of armor as you progress through the game. Um, there's basically a point where you start upgrading the uh, armor that you have repetitively. Hmm. Um, okay. So you get these, uh, in this, they're called black stones, and they upgrade either your armor or your weapon. Um, and you, can, you apply them, and it adds, like, a plus value to your gear um, that gives it some additional stats. Um, and they tend to drop off of um, fancier, fancier creatures. Um, they have kind of this nice system of rather than naming like every specific creature that you might encounter, um, they randomly spawn violent versions of creatures, which are um, they hit they hit like a truck, and they're 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 a lot easier to kill if there's two people trying to kill it. I've so I can solo kill a couple of them, but um, if I'm not expecting to come across one, it it can hurt. Um, and stuff like that tends to drop those those sorts of items. Um, and then I found a I found what I think is a world boss the other day because it one shot both me and my friend at once. Well, that that would usually be an indicator, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, this sounds like a, a really. Now, did you pull this off Steam before I kind of ask you a couple questions? Uh, no. This is I don't think they're listed in Steam at all. Um, I I had heard about it a long time ago, and so we were looking out for it specifically when it started to come out. Um, the nice thing about it is it is like the sort of game that you normally pay monthly for. Um, but it is a one-time purchase game. You pay for it's and it's only thirty dollars, and you get to play, it, and that's forever. Um, I mean, it does have, it does have, um, it does sell stuff, and unfortunately, I think their their pricing scheme for selling stuff takes after CCP as well. Um, you can buy twenty-two dollar costumes for your characters and stuff like that. Um, if you want to go up there. Um, and the the part here here's the controversial part. Here's the hard part to to is that I didn't even realize this until I was a couple weeks into the game because the way they hide this detail is um, you it takes a couple very specific clicks to find out um, the cosmetic stuff they sell has in-game benefits and they don't they they don't really reveal that um, in in your kind of first look at the market um, so I actually didn't think any of the uh, any of the uh, micro you know transaction only items had any sort of in-game benefits and they do Hmm. Okay. And um, you know, uh, some of them are like XP boosters and stuff like that, or or reduces death benefit stuff like that. I don't think there's there's anything that's 
really like if you were at the top level, you would have to have that to get the additional benefit. You know, it, I don't think it has like a combat stat outright, um, but they're definitely significant benefits when you're leveling. And I, you know, it's it, that's a little disappointing. Hmm. Yeah, no, and their, I, their store is expensive. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said, there's there's like a there's there's costumes that getting the whole set is like twenty two dollars. Um, so yeah, it's that, that's the one big downside. You don't really need it. You don't, I don't feel like I'm missing anything for not having bought those, but they're, yeah, they're up there on the pricing. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's usually something I always kind of, uh, kind of keep my eye out for is like the, um, how, how the monetization works in a game, but that's, that's interesting. I'm, you're actually making me pretty intrigued by this. I may actually have to download this and check it out. Uh, assuming my my old school Mac can handle it, as I you know, I doubt I it. Kind of push Windows through it. I mean, yeah. I know that uh, I know that my friend said he got it working on his laptop, but his laptop's even you know a pretty recent Windows laptop. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the game looks really good. I don't know how how well it would play on a lower end PC. Yeah, no, no, you're you're probably correct. I could see there'd be some drama with it, uh, but you know, I may give it a shot, or at least I'm going to keep up on it because it sounds like it honestly sounds like a, a fairly fascinating game. Yeah, I like. I almost feel like with the button combos that it, it it's it would almost be consolable, except there's there's just so many little you know these little additional nuanced things that require weird buttons and stuff like that that I I don't I don't think you'll ever see it translate to a console. Okay. Well, that should be pretty interesting then. Um, but no, no, seriously, that sounds like a really fun. Well, I don't know if it's fun, but it certainly sounds in, entertain, entertaining and interesting to get into something that with that level of complexity. Right. So I guess uh, let's see. Since we've covered a little bit in terms of some new games, new games, and some things that we're we're kind of continuing to play and feel out a little bit. The uh, the only other things that I think we really wanted to kind of touch on tonight was a little bit little bit of the news coming out of GDC. Um, that is the did game you, developer. Go ahead. Did you follow anything out of GDC? Was there anything interesting? I mean, it sounded like a lot of people, a lot of companies pulled out of it this year. Well, there were. It was. It, if you look at kind of how their schedule laid out, it was not as big as it has. I don't think it's been as big as it has been in the past. I I really don't know what caused that. I do know that. Like when you look around right now, there is some quote unquote big convention for the gaming industry. It like every time you turn around though. So GDC may be kind of reformatting itself, but it was in uh, San Francisco and uh, reportedly still pretty well, still pretty well attended. The only things I was kind of looking at right now, I mean, there's always like a little bit of uh, interesting tidbits about games or uh, studio studio news coming out, but I was paying attention to kind of some of the VR buzz coming out at, after. And what I did pick up is I didn't realize that Oculus, when it, it, it apparently has 30 games uh, that is, that are on the roster that it will, that are available, you know, now that it's starting to hit the street of which I could name like, ha- like five of them, maybe. Yeah. I mean, um, and some of those were, uh, you know, a few of them are where VR is the add on. It's like, it's got, they've got like elite dangerous in the list, for example. Um, where right. it's not really a VR game, but it's a game you can play with VR on. Yeah, a- exactly. And I, so it's pretty interesting when you when you look at how they're how they're framing this. And it, 
there's a really good article in Polygon that I do highly recommend everybody check out if you're interested in the VR stuff. And it talks a lot specifically about the Oculus in, in the, because that's probably the most well-known and, and perhaps the most mature VR set that's out there right now. Um, and, and basically they were describing the fact that you've got hardware, but there's not a lot of software because very simply the dev kits have not been in people's hands long enough to truly generate you know, significant games, uh, you know, significant in terms of either depth, complexity, you know, playtime, that kind of thing. Uh, Eve Valkyrie uh, from CCP Games is probably the the most significant exception to that because they've they've truly been betting heavy on the VR aspect. uh, And their sort of space dogfighter game, Valkyrie, is is definitely, um, I would say, the closest thing to a AAA title that's going to be in the the oculus launch, you know or the vr launch you know if you will but there's a lot of what they're calling vr experiences or kind of movies you know, as opposed like, to games yeah um i know valve has one that they're i think they're just using they're using as a vive demo that was um is like a robot repair thing for portal where they kind of explode the, the parts out of one of one of the uh robots from portal 2 and you can kind of look around it and stuff like that but there's not like an actual it's not actually a game yeah i think the the only other ones that i've heard of that are um you know pretty pretty significant uh i know that they've worked minecraft pretty hard for vr which i, I kind of speculated on that that'd be a great that 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 would really be an a great translatable version you know of something that's existing now into into vr yeah, but they're not offering not that for any, anything. But they're only offering that for Hololens, right? I I don't think so. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I'll have to check that out. But I, I thought that was going to be more widespread. But that's Microsoft. So I, I kind of yeah. I, I know that Hololens has a specific experience, like a augmented reality type experience for Minecraft. And I no, kinda, is... I'd be kind of surprised if they released it for Oculus as well. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, because they've got a lot of different versions of. I mean, Minecraft's pretty pretty well permeated in the game game platform market right now. Um, I could be wrong on it. Um, other than Valkyrie, there is there, there's a couple games. There's one called Climb. Uh, it, there's a couple pictures of it actually in that article I linked you guys earlier from Polygon. But it's it's actually pretty cool. I've actually seen a video of that before, and it's it's a fairly simplistic game. It's literally like you're climbing up a like you're like free climbing up a, a rock wall and you're having to make handhold choices and stuff. It, that's definitely more what I would call a VR experience. Um, there is a game called uh, Rigs. Yeah, mech, yeah, the Mechanized Combat League Rigs. Now, I've heard of that game before, and I want to say that's for the PlayStation VR, and that's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I've I've only seen a couple screenshots of it. I've not seen a video of it yet, so I'm I'm a little skeptical on it, but reportedly it's it's pretty decent. Um, other than that, I, I could barely name for you any any kind of actual full blown game. But like I said, there's a lot of the VR experiences. And in fact, there's a couple things that are more considered serialized content. They've got a uh, a Star Wars VR setup for like HTC that's a, that's that looks really good. I've actually seen it. It, it it's really cool. You get to like swing a lightsaber. It looks and sounds and feels pretty good. Uh, there's there's a lot of neat um, homages to the Star Wars universe, universe and it it's re- looks really good, feels well. 
but it's certainly not a game. It's literally just like a walkthrough area. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's literally just a VR experience. It's almost something that you would, you know, you could do at Disneyland for 15 minutes and be like, ah, I had the Star Wars experience at Disneyland. Um, so there's some of that going on out there. And apparently, Zell, correct me if I'm wrong, you did play a, a kind of a Tron disc battle game, right? Yeah, that was that's a CCP prototype, actually. That's I think that's um, called CCP uh, Athena, right? No, or Eve no, Athena. Um, no, it it didn't have any name. It was um, it was like I think it was just like Project Disc Battle or something. No, there, there's was, um, that, that was the other thing that came out. They actually named that uh, and called it. I want to say they called it Athena. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't Eve themed. It, it it's it definitely wasn't an Eve themed thing. Um, it was a very generic. None of those demos were really like. I guess there was there was one I didn't try. Um, that was Eve themed because it look, let you look around inside a ship. Um, but the two Eve the, the two VR demos from CCP Atlanta that I tried weren't Eve themed at all. They were just really straight prototype. You know, just just the mechanics sort of things. Um, and that disc battle game was is really fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, so I, I mean. That was probably the biggest thing that I was tracking coming out of uh, out of G. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say that's the biggest thing coming out of GDC, but that was what I'd kind of kept my eye on for the last couple of days was sort of VR news. And we're kind of at the point where there are a lot of people or a lot of different organizations, entities, companies involved in in VR in some way, shape, or form. And I think there's enough energy behind it that it's they're they're going to figure out how to make it work and and i think you know one thing that zell you and pokey had had a really good conversation on a couple times was yeah you can make it work but at what price point and when did when does it become worth it so to speak i i think there's enough energy behind it that they're going to get it to the appropriate price point for for true mass marketing uh but but I'm not sure it's there yet. It may be a year or two down the road. But yeah, I mean, if if they even get it down, to four, the energy is there. If they even get it down to four hundred dollars, I'd buy it. But at six hundred, you're not getting me in. No, and that's fair. I have respect for my pocketbook. No, I could totally see that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I think that was probably some of the bigger things that that I pulled out of it. Um, there was a couple games that they mentioned. Nothing, nothing we can go over really tonight, but. Uh, I'll probably do like a little compiler of some of the like, you know, top fives coming out of GDC kind of thing. And we can kind of kick those around here in the next week or two. Um, I'm trying to think when the next big convention, when the next big convention is going to be, but I'm not really sure. PAX? Is it one of the PAXs, I think? E3 maybe. Nah, it's, no, I thought they just did E3. E3's in June, dude. Mm, okay. God, this, okay. Let me look. Um, no, okay, it's not packed. I don't know. I, I, I do want to say it's E3, though. Well, hey, hey, Zell, real quick. So apparently there is, uh, there is a disc battle for PlayStation VR. And it's a little sketchy on where it came from, but it looks a lot like what you and Cross were describing to me. Get a link. I'm. I'm. Tr- I'll pull it over to you right now. Hang on. Yep. I just linked it in Mumble. It, d- it doesn't necessarily say that it's from CCP though, so it may not very may very well not be. 
But anyway, like I said, guys, I think that's probably the the heaviest the heaviest thing that we want to get into tonight. And uh, we we did want to kind of keep the show uh, pretty tight tonight since it's uh, kind of a, kind of one of those holiday weekends where we all kind of have people going in different directions. So uh, I think that that pretty much covers the show tonight. Now it's too we'll, short. We gotta we gotta draw this out, man. Sure, go ahead, start talking. <laughs> um, I could just keep talking about nothing in particular and see how long I could go before I have to stop and catch my breath. No, I'm not gonna do that. We're done. I was about to say, well, we, we do have to we do have to be mindful of our two to three fans that are still out there listening to the show. So, um, what, what what I did want to do before we kind of go into shout outs is uh, give you guys an idea of some of the things that we're looking at here for the show in the near future. So, uh, what we're trying to do is line up a series of guests that'll come on, and you know, we don't want to until we can actually get them locked in. We don't want to like spill out too much, but trying to bring in some uh, devs from some outside games and kind of. Uh, kick around some different ideas about how game design is done, how games are made. By the way, we're talking about tabletop card, you know, trading card games, the whole smash, not just video games, uh, because ultimately uh, I had a really neat conversation about this. Ultimately game design is game design. And it really, the, the platform that you're doing it for is, is really just sort of the shell or the canvas that you're doing the game design on in terms of how you deliver it to other people. So it would be kind of interesting to see how, um, you know, how some folks think about, think about this, if I can get them on the show. So there's a couple of folks that we're trying to bring in from different uh, game studios that have extensive, extensive background in both video games and tabletop gaming. Uh, so it'll be kind of fun to kind of have a little AMA session with them and kind of kick some ideas around. And plus, there's a really interesting guy that we've met um, who is working on on perhaps one of the more unique video game projects that I've seen in a while. He's basically private, privately funding a, a fairly uh, epic level mod of, of XCOM 2 into, into a different IP, like a totally different IP than, than what XCOM is. Um, and in fact, he's actually done a lot of the groundwork with a variety of different official actors, Microsoft, uh, you know, like some of the people that own the other IP that he's turning it into. And he's got some some fairly significant support from Firaxis, the people who make XCOM 2. So if we could bring him on, that'll be a really neat, that, that will be a very interesting story, uh, I think, in terms of what you can do with a game and what type of projects you can do with games. Uh, and he's, he's a pretty sharp guy. And like I said, I've never, I've, I've seen some crowdfunding type options or even Kickstarter type options for this. I've not necessarily seen a, a privately sourced option for it. Uh, so we'll see if we can bring him on. And, and as always, we do have a few folks that we bring on from either CCP games or from uh, wargaming.net. Uh, and we are starting to line up some, uh, some folks as we go into spring. Now, that being said, everybody realizes that uh, we, we did get our start. We kind of cut our teeth as a show on uh, CCP products. And um, they are going into the sort of the Eve Fan Fest, um, you know, stealth mode right now. They generally don't talk about anything for a little while in the lead up to their, you know, to their big event in Iceland. And that's one of the things that, that we're kind of consciously monitoring is 
what comes out of uh, out of CCP for news about Eve Online or or really probably Valkyrie this year. You're going to hear a, a lot more about Valkyrie uh, and any of the other games projects that they're starting to work on. And, and they are again doubling down pretty hard on the VR stuff. So it should be kind of uh, kind of fun to see what that they what they come out with. Uh, we do have to fill the void while we wait. Um, that's true. <laughs> and uh, actually, I you know we could mention um, they actually did announce the keynotes schedule um this last week and oh, I, I totally wasn't tracking that yeah they're doing like a um they've got like one keynote schedule that's supposed to be like the catch-all for everything that's not eve they specifically highlighted talking about um uh valkyrie and their new you know their new 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 P- fps on pc in new eden is what there is the phrase they're using because clearly they have not decided to announce a name um so it's the it's the new new FPS on PC in New Eden is what it is, um, and I think they were talking about one other thing, and then um, then they're gonna have an Eve keynote after that. So really, I and I think what they started doing um, was they said that so that they had more time to talk about these different things and in stuff is they're no longer splitting keynotes across different days. They they get all the keynotes out in the in the the first day. So. Um, the first keynote of the, of the event should should tell us what you know CCP has to say. So um, by that that weekend, we're going to have stuff to talk about, hopefully. Okay, uh, that sounds like a that sounds like a win. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and bring that one to a close, guys. So any shout outs, Pete? Um, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out um, to the division, having fun playing that. Um, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds. Sounds like a plan. Uh, and Zell. Um, I'm going to give my shout out to sleep, which is a wonderful thing that I did much of this weekend. That is uh, definitely something I could I could take a pitch to there. Um, okay, so for my shout outs, real quick. Um, let me see. I don't have a lot of shout outs right. Ah. I'm going to shout out to my buddy Greg in uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, that nobody knows. And Greg occasionally listens to the show, but I'm going to give Greg a shout out. He's the guy that actually counseled me to not pay any attention to the critics of Batman versus Superman and go sue it, make my own opinion. He's not a he's a, he's a ginormous DC Comics fan, and uh, uh, Greg he he basically said there's a lot to like and there's a lot to not like, and just make your own opinion about it. So. I'll give a shout out to Greg, uh, and that's uh, that can be used for any number of things, not just comic book superhero movies. Probably also used in this year's uh, political season, <laughs> I, I suspect. Make your own opinion. Just try to make one that's halfway informed. Uh, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Uh, and I think that'll uh, that'll be my shout out for the night. So, folks, we're going to go ahead and call episode ninety eight uh, in the bag right now, and we do appreciate you guys sticking with us on kind of a, a short and choppy uh, Easter. Uh, 2016 Easter show. So thank you very much. And we will see you guys next week.